Oh, should we talk about the Mando? Let's yeah. get mad. Let's get man though. I'm going to be the only one who's not mad here. Well, yeah. not mad, just a little disappointed. I didn't hate it. Mad. I had fun. Relorian. I had fun with it, because I don't have high expectations of literally anything, so it was fun. Well. Also, I laughed at that fuckwit a bunch, so that was good. Yeah, he was the worst. Um, <laughs> he was really good to laugh at. No, I hated him so much. Yep. It's like he's a Microsoft employee. <laughs> oh, oh, that is the most true shit I've ever heard. It's a fucking Microsoft employee, and I cannot, cannot. All right, howdy, listeners. The rogues are back with another highfalutin installment of the Podgalorian. Today, we'll be discussing Chapter Five, The Gunslinger. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> Which turned out to be a dirty, rotten scoundrel of an episode. <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. Pew. Sad pew. Pew, sad pew. Pew. Oh. That was a very sad pew. (laughs) Sad pew I've heard in my entire life. Oh, my God. All right. So let's jump right in. Let's start falutin. What is falutin? You know. What is falutin? Falutin, tootin, falutin. You know, it's your falutin. (laughs) Like, is it the playing of a flute? No. That'd be highfalutin. It's, it's like highfalutin is like you're you're putting on airs, I think. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> putting on airs? Yeah, what does that like, mean? You're, you're, you're walking with some bravado. You know, you got your spurs on. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like... We're jumping right to the end of the episode, I see. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my anyway. god, highfalutin is on Urban Dictionary. All right. It's on Merriam-Webster. Yeah. Highfalutin is? Yeah. yeah, I did it spelled differently. Pretentious, fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. learned a new word today. I'm going to use that. Oh, I'm so glad. Just going to pepper that into your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some highfalutin talk right there. It's easy. <laughs> it's Star Wars Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. So we confirm that the bounty hunters are, in fact, after the child, not the Mandalorian, um, because the opening scene is some super cool space battle. <laughs> it started off like, oh, yeah, this is a Dave Filoni episode. <laughs> right. um, I didn't I didn't know it was a Dave Filoni episode. And then somebody pointed it out afterwards. I'm like, oh. It totally was. How did I miss that? <laughs> Even if I hadn't known, I would have seen that and been like, this is Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah. So the bounty hunter is like, steals the Mando's like, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold line. Um, and so the Mando pulls a Fast and Furious, kicks it in reverse, and then destroys the dude's ship because like, hey, that's my line, bruh. <laughs> yeah, Mando does not take well to his carefully crafted one-liners being <laughs> stolen. No, he only has a couple, so like... <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> so the Razor's Crest, after this, is pretty damaged and, like, leaking fuel, which is, like, bad, but it's good enough to get them to motherfucking Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with that planet and Ugh. ships, like, being partially destroyed saw... above it and having to land on it for emergency rations? I didn't realize it was Tatooine, and then I heard somebody, or I saw the subtitle that said Moss Espo. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're yep. here. So, you guys been like, the first few episodes being like, is that Tatooine? Is that Tatooine? Is that Tatooine? I was glad to finally get to Tatooine, so I could be like, okay, the rest of them were not Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, but they're still on Tatooine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Tatooine's familiar. It's I mean, are we sure that he didn't just go full circle and end up on the other side of the hey, planet from oh God, the last few episodes? Like, <laughs> he keeps doing that, so. I feel like Tatooine is kind of like the Thames of the galaxy. It's like, you can't avoid it. It's on the way to everywhere, but it still sucks. It's still in the middle of nowhere. I just I just don't get it. And I'm just, ugh. <laughs> anyway. The force it's is like, strong it's there. Droids, so. it, it pulls strong force users towards it. I guess. 
or something. What if we find out it's like the nexus point for the entire galaxy? Then why is it on the outer rim? <laughs> Just like Tim's, middle of nowhere, but still to important places. I don't places. know what that is. Yeah, they... It's my hometown, Meg. It's my hometown. It's <laughs> of course. It's New Zealand stuff. <laughs> tagline was like literally the gateway to the Coromandel because you have to drive through it to get to the nice places. <laughs> I don't think you have to drive through Tatooine. I don't know. It kind you of might. seems like you I don't do. Know how face works. Per every Star Wars story thus far. Yeah. Oh God. I just. I don't. I just do not understand. But anyway, we're there. We are on Tatooine for sure. Aziz this time because he comes in to land in Mos Eisley. He leaves Yaddle in the ship. <laughs> okay. Literally yesterday, someone tried to assassinate Yaddle. Literally yesterday. Yeah, so, he's he's a he's learning. He's still learning. The baby was asleep. Is he though? So, but would you take a kid into Mos Eisley? Yeah, but rather he, than he, leave he, him he, in the ship with like all the robots, like I don't know. He just, he just seems like a baby Bjorn thing yeah. that's made out of Beskar. Yeah. So Aww. I was talking to dinner earlier today. And he had seen, like, this theory, or not a theory, but, like, this explanation that actually made a lot of... It would have been better if, like, this episode and episode four were switched um, Mm. in, like, chronological order. Because in, like, this episode, it's very clear that he doesn't really know what to do with the baby. He's like, I can just leave it here and it's fine. Um, Which is, like, kind of the case, but, like, also... But after seeing him in episode four when he's like won't even let yaddle out of his sight to go play in like with the kids like it just is a very jarring um change in his demeanor um and so like if they were switched it would make sense that after this case in which like yaddle was shot at um, or was like taken hostage and stuff like that, that he would then be overprotective as he was in episode four. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but yeah, it just, after seeing how he treated Yaddle and Omera, not an Omera, Omera was a person. <laughs> <laughs> after how he treated Yaddle in episode four, it just didn't make sense that he would just be like, I'm just gonna lock her in this closet because I don't think anything... I don't think she would ever get out of this closet for some reason. <laughs> Which is, like, nothing Nothing that you've seen so far had, like, backs that up. Um, so I just thought it was really out of character for him to just be like, eh. It'll be interesting to see once season one is done, if that can still stand, and maybe we'll have our first ever machete order of a Star Wars TV series. <laughs> oh, Denny, that already exists for Clone Oh, Wars. you're right. Clone Wars, of course. <laughs> All over the freaking place. Yeah, see, just more Dave Filoni filoni yeah, I just like, friends the other day send me an episode list of the Clone Wars that's a machete order and being like, is this okay? And I was like, it's literally missing, like, two vital arcs that you need for the Clone Wars if you're watching it. Yeah, there's a really there's a really popular one that's like, how to watch the Clone Wars in chronological order, and it still doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. Just... Like, one of the ones, like, the one I was looking at, like, missed one of Maul's arcs, and I was like, if you're gonna watch the later Star Wars stuff, you kind of need that. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Filoni! The shitty orders are interesting. This Filoni! <laughs> Anyway, so then the owner of the hangar, Pelimoto, um, aka Peli Amy, Sed- Amy Sedaris, dressed up as Ripley <laughs> from Alien. <laughs> I love it I, so much. I, I saw a tweet that was like, "Props to Amy Sedaris for realizing that five years after Endor is still like 1987." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true though. Um, and so he again insists that no which like i really want to know again what that's about it was um, the battle because droid... he was almost killed by one as a baby his battle the battle the super battle droid killed his parents uh... yeah and was almost shooting him when he was hidden yeah oh my god there are so many droids out there <laughs> yeah they're yeah don't discriminate based on that one evil hey, droid. hashtag hey. not all droids yeah buddy not all droids I like pit droids are so precious I, I got so excited when i saw them the pit droids right, are great they're, they're such good workers so I want I want Peli Mato and her droids to have a podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That. So funny. 
of just like whatever they talk about while they're playing cards. Right. <laughs> so this is where we, as the Mando's walking through Moss Eisley, you actually see that shot of the stormtrooper heads on spikes. That was like very, very popular from the trailer. Um, and he's walking through town some more, but we cut back to the ship and Yala starts yelling. <laughs> you weren't supposed to leave him. And he ends up walking out of the ship looking real sad. Oh, he just wanted to be picked up. Right? He's just, he's like, just hungry. Wa- he's walking he's- out and he's like, Dad? Dad? Where are you? What did I he's miss? Like, Where's my food? Dad's gone. There's no fruit gummies. Like, I don't. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> don't. I am like 50 this. years old and I need my diaper change. Right. Um, <laughs> so he interrupts Pelly Moto's card game. And Pelly's like, uh, all right. I guess we're going to take care of you and charge the Mando extra and orders one of the pit droids to get Yaddle something to eat that has bones in it. <laughs> I mean, babysitting kids is a job that should get paid. So it is absolutely. Um, but shout out to adding, like, bones in there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know much about this baby, but I can tell he wants bones. Right, and wants some meat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> something about this kid tells me that he eats whole frogs for fun. <laughs> right. Just something something about the look in his eyes. Something I can feel about it. His, his tiny, cute teeth. <laughs> get him something with bones in it. <laughs> Um, the Mando enters the cantina, the cantina. With the uh, droids, the cool droids. Which now the droid is a bartender. Hi my, how the times have changed. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of other droids in there as well. I will say, I will say the one thing I got very, the one bit of fan service I got very excited about is something that we've known about for a while. And it's that R5-D4 was there. Yes. Yep. Bad because yep. I, I relate to R5-D4 on a spiritual level. R5-D4 is love... hero, though. R5 is so good. Yeah. R5's Fakpov story is yes. one of the best yes. ones. Oh, it's one shit, of the best I still need to read that. It's so good, Saf. Oh my god. You will I know. I'll get there eventually. It's amazing. Yeah. There's just so many words in that book. <laughs> yeah, I, there are definitely ones that like you can skip. We'll, we'll tell you which ones to read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Mishdidi Order of Books. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Mando is like, I need some work, but I don't want like I'm not here for a bounty. I just need work because I got to pay for my ship repairs. Um, and then Toro Calican, who looks like an idiot, <laughs> sitting in the McClunky seat, sitting yeah, in, in the, the McClunky seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not talk about Toro for a second because, like, whatever. But. Um, let's just embrace the fan service for a second and like what what has happened in Moss Eisley over the last 10 years that's caused it to go from like it was a really hopping place in A New Hope to like three droids and Toro hanging out like the fall of the Empire obviously happened but like why the huts are gone. oh the, the huts, huts gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah the huts yeah the huts gone so there's no criminal under 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 underbelly I would I would assume underbelly. that like when like I would underbelly assume that when the hut God. <laughs> I would assume that when Leia killed Jabba and like blew up the sail barge, it left like a power vacuum. Yeah, and but, but like nobody is nobody could be Jabba the Hutt because Jabba the Hutt had like years and years of work put into his crime syndicate. I guess I don't know. That's kind of yeah. how I can also like in, in the previous one there was live music happening, and tonight there's no mu- live music playing, so nobody's there. Yeah, yeah. we're oh sure. Dan. So maybe when they went there, it was because everyone was there for the concert. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. pubs are way more hopping when there's live music playing. Yeah, and this As seems a like... a musician, that is not true. <laughs> oh, I, I only speak from experience of, like, when the pubs near me have music playing live, there's a lot more people in them. This seemed like a midday, like, hangout at the bar, in which, like, when I go into bars in midday, it's, like, a pretty <laughs> it's, sad It's sight. sad, yeah. Um, oh, it's a very sad like, situation. Like, it's pre-happy hour, so, like, people aren't <laughs> really there yet. It's, the, it's all of the regulars, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I think in general, just, like, with the huts not being there anymore, um, and also, like, the guild not operating out of there, it seems like a lot of 
like a lot of Moss Eisley that we know of was like CD, like crime underbelly stuff. And so like now it's really just like the people there who are like trying to make an honest living. Yeah. So it's a lot less folks. Good luck making an honest living on tattooing. Yeah. You moisture. Well, to be fair, like random visitors with broken ships like show up every other day, so Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like good for the for <laughs> They the- don't need a tourism industry because people just keep showing up anyways. Yeah. So it's good for the Pelimotos out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Toro Calican. Dash Rendar? You mean? He looks <laughs> he looks like he works at Microsoft and I can't get it. <laughs> he does. I was like, why is he so familiar? Like, and then you did was, that and I was like, Oh, that's why. Yeah, like he was hired out of, straight out of undergrad to work at Microsoft and I hate him. He's <laughs> he's like he's like four dudes I knew in high school. Yeah, you know? I've dated that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like every shitty dude I've ever met in game dev. Right, he works on Xbox and Yeah. <laughs> Hey, to be fair, the people over me who work on Xbox are actually pretty chill. Um, he's from EA. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but he has, he offers the Mando for, like, team up because he has a bounty puck for Fennec Shand, a.k.a. Ming-Na Wen. Um, and, of course, when Mando finds out who it is, he's like, lol, see ya. And <laughs> luck. Eats himself out of this cantina because Fennec Shand is an elite mercenary who made her name killing for all of the top syndicates, including the Huts. Hot damn! So That's my like, kind of girl. Rose going out in the desert so, to get himself. So I knew that, like, I was excited to see Ming Na, but basically with the way it's been going so far and with how little Cara Dune was in the show, like, I had a feeling Ming Na's role was going to be pretty dang small. And like, as soon as her face showed up on that puck, I was just like, no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is gonna be a one episode role isn't it yeah i don't know if it is i mean we'll, um, we'll talk about that we'll when we get, get to, to that it. later we'll get to that later yeah um and so we find out that toro calican is an idiot doesn't just look like one um this is his first job <laughs> he needs it to get into the guild so he offers the mando all of the money as long as he gets to bring her in the Mando agrees to this point. Um, Toro Calican is a guy who's like, yeah, I could work for exposure. <gasps> <laughs> he's, he's, he's new at freelancing. He hasn't quite gotten it yet. <laughs> Why is he on Tatooine? Because he's trying to get... Has he not received yeah. the news yet? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why um, is she on Tatooine? Because the guild is running away. Out of Tatooine. Yeah. Do you think she's trying to establish a little bit of power where the vacuum is? Maybe. Is she the new well, job of the hut? We also still have the uh, oh, I forget the actor's name, but the the other antagonist that's showing up, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. So no, I think I that might about him. To do with it. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that when we get there too. So they end up going back to the hangar. Um, we see Yaddle's little teeth, uh, which is the most <laughs> Little teeth! Quite little possibly teeth. the most ground-breaking moment of this entire episode. Little teeth! Her, her little hands don't stick out of her little coat and her oh, little teeth. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, she's so little. Yaddle is so culturally significant. <sighs> she's so good. Seriously. Like, we're gonna have to measure time how they measure Yevon, like, pre-baby Yaddle and post-baby Yaddle. <laughs> PBY. <laughs> That's what BBY stands for. <laughs> yeah, it oh, still yes. works. <laughs> so they, uh, Toro and the Mando, get on the speeder bikes to head onto the desert, and they have a bit of a dick measuring contest. Which, <sighs> like, I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, like yeah, they there's... try to like go faster than one another, and like it's really stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> And this is, like, a big contrast to his relationship with Cara Dune, in which, like, he immediately sees her as an equal and treats her with respect. What? Like, because I kind of she like... deserves it. What yes, I feel like with this dick. is, like, it's not so much that he's trying to, like, prove himself to be cool. He's just messing with this dumbass. Right. I mean, like, the yeah. kid, yeah. like, is, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. trying to show that he's all tough and, like, stuff like that. And he's not. Everyone can and, see. If you have to try that hard, like, thing... Yeah. And the man was just, like kid and just like barely puts an effort and shows how much better he is yeah stay in line 
<sighs> Caught this kid. So the Mando stops them, and thank God he doesn't use the binoculars again. <laughs> no, I wanted him to do it so bad. Um, because they stop because they see some Banthas up ahead, and then, of course, Toro mouths off about Tusken Raiders, but lol, they're right there. <laughs> <laughs> Where have we seen that before? So the Mando then negotiates with them using sign language. Oh, wait, sorry, uh-huh. Bantha appreciation post. Okay, oh, continue. Yes. Oh, yeah. Banthas are very good. So the Mando's using sign language to negotiate with them about crossing the Tusken Raider land. And one... A good fucking bird. Right. And like one, yeah, we also found is... out it's a deaf actor who is signing. Um, oh, shit. That's Mando. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that was news that came out today and is making the rounds. Um, oh, but yeah, it's like the first deaf actor they've used in Star Wars. And I, Whoa. Um, I did not know about is, that. Yeah. This is the one... That's this is one of the I thought the episode was fine, but this is the one thing that I can say I think was a super positive thing I that this episode this added because you know Tuscan Raiders were always portrayed as like savages or you know and just having having that line about how like the Tuscans think that you're the invader right on their land was really great the sign language was re- the Mando like respecting their culture mm-hmm. and their sign and, yeah. the land yeah and understanding that like that their people was amazing. Yeah, yeah, in a world that doesn't do that in most places, it's nice to see that in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Right, like, besides the Fakpov um, story, this is, like, the only other piece we've seen where they actually treat the Tusken Raiders, who are indigenous people, with respect. In um, canon. I have seen it in some Legend stuff. Mm, but, but, yeah, it's it's very rare. And oh, Kenobi Raven. Yeah. did it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, Kenobi oh, too, yeah. Yeah. Kenobi's not canon. Push my glove. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. I guess that goes under my <laughs> thing. Convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, Kenobi's fucking canon. Uh, anyway, it's, so it's canon until that TV show comes out, right? <laughs> and so that was and is just a uh, canonization of the novel. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I haven't read Kenobi, so I don't know. Do not. I do not actually want to canonize that Obi Wan's like love interest has the same oh, nickname no. as Anakin. Oh, that was weird. That was kind of weird. So good. Sky guy? (laughs) Sky guy. (laughs) No, Annie. (laughs) I know what you meant. (laughs) Sorry, I know I would be obtuse enough not to know, so sometimes I project. Sky guy. Imagine, though. (laughs) Obi-Wan meets her, and he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Sky guy. And he's like, oh, fuck. But all my friends call me Sky Guy. Uh, <laughs> why? And everyone's like, we're not friends, so I'm calling you Annaline. I will never call you Sky Guy. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so they continue safely across the land now that they paid the Tuscan Raiders with their brand new binoculars. Thanks, Taro. And I just wrote in the show notes, Toro, please fucking stop. It's true. <laughs> yeah, because they stop again because they see a do-back and a, a do-back body. Do-back appreciation post. Yeah. And then a body hanging off the do-back. Body and hanging so off the do-back appreciation post. Fernando <laughs> goes and checks to see if that's Fennec. Obviously not. Um, obviously it's a big fucking trap. And <laughs> she starts shooting, but of course his best scar protects him from that distance. And he runs back to like where they're hiding in the sand dunes. So Fennec has the high ground, so they're basically forced just to wait um, until it's nighttime. I uh, mean, having the high ground makes sense here because she's like sniping and everything. So correct. I like that. I was like, like I good mean- reference, but also good, good. Yeah. Um, also, hot lady sniper. Hell yeah! That's my appreciation post. Hot lady sniper appreciation. Post. Great. Okay. Uh, All right. I was so, going to talk about the dewback some more, but we don't need to. I mean, we no, 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 no. Talk the, about it more. The dewback was just so good. The dewback was great. And there was, was just like good. a dude hanging off of it. And the dewback was just like, "All right, <laughs> what ifs?" <laughs> He's like, "This well, is I my guess... life now." <laughs> well, I'm sure the dewback's like, "I could probably eat that later, right?" Right. It's yeah, snack. it's a snack Save later. later. <laughs> All right, I'll just I'll just take it with me. <laughs> it's a to-go box. And like, just from a really nerdy uh, 
kind of snobby standpoint, it's nice to see them in 2019 because they look so much better than the special edition CGI. Like, it's just progressed so they much. Really and it looks yeah. so good. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, the Banthas are really cute as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so now their plan is to, at night, rush her, um, blind her with some flares so she can't use her scope momentarily. Um, Toro, well, Toro continues to, like, be Toro. And Ganon, the show notes, it just says, Toro fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> and we at least get to see Migna take her helmet off. So, A+. plus. Her helmet, very good, but also her helmet is fucking sick. Her helmet's so, amazing. Alt lady sniper in a cool helmet appreciation post. Yeah. Like, her helmet is super great. She looks right in the helmet, but I'm also very glad we get to see her face because like that was like a disappointing thing with like phasma and stuff is that like yes phasma's a woman but no we never get to see like a face um yeah i was okay with it with F- for phasma but yeah with like other women in star wars it's not yeah. a positive it's just thing, generally it's, it's like too much of it that like we yeah. need to we need to balance it out <laughs> like on a care like on a character by character basis i don't necessarily have a problem with it but when it's every like badass woman in Star Wars, I think that's when it starts to become a thing. And especially with like, hey, this is also an Asian woman and not a white woman. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't really see what that. Yeah. Like with Phasma, I was like, she's just a parallel to Boba Fett, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, like when you've got characters like Mas Kanata, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Infosnist, <laughs> the obvious <Yeah>. example, <laughs> right there. Yeah, Saf, are you excited for Zori Bliss? Uh, I haven't seen enough for for her to know if she's my type yet. I was gonna say, like, I feel like no one's talking about Zori Bliss. Which I, I haven't seen like fair. anything about. There's a lot her. of other stuff the to only talk thing, about. The I really only like thing we see is her being awkwardly there while C three PO is like, "Goodbye, <laughs> <Yes>. my friend." <laughs> and also Zori Bliss. <laughs> also Zori Bliss. I just I don't know that type of character is like never my type. So I'm like, eh. You know, I love, I love a good Ka- helmet. I love Carrie Russell though. Carrie Russell is very good. Like, she was really good on the Americans, so I don't know. She could be good, and she could be my type, and we will see. We will see. <laughs> we will see. Um, so the Mando bikes get shot, and he also takes a hit to a chest. Ooh. And she's about to finish the job in that nice juicy part between the chest plate and the helmet. Um, but then Toro <laughs> sneaks up on Fennec, but he's an idiot, and he gets his ass kicked. Um, I <laughs> actually extremely disappointed that the scene was so dark okay so this um who's the guy who did fear road george miller yeah um so what i actually would really like is for his way of filming night scenes to become standard which probably unlikely because people be like oh it's so artistic and not realistic but what he did was shoot of overexposure like he shot the desert and all the scenes with overexposed um cameras Mm -hmm. so that like the contrast like the lighting was really bright like really bright and then gave it filters basically to make it look like nighttime and what that did was that did make it look like open sky nighttime right um, but it also made everything really clear and easy to see and i think more things should fucking do that because it makes everything so much easier to see it has a cool atmosphere to it like really cool atmosphere and also like oh my god just fucking lighten your damn scenes yeah yeah it's like i hate i hate having to turn my brightness up so i can figure out what the hell is going on Yeah. yeah And it was just really disappointing because, like, this is her one fight scene that we get. Yeah. Um, And, like, you can kind of barely see it. And it's just kind of like, oh. Yeah. And, I I mean, I think this is is a uh, product of uh, television, like, becoming higher and higher budget. Because, like, if this was a movie in the theaters that most people were seeing in the theaters, that'd be great. But most of us are watching this at 8 a.m. on a Friday morning. Like, it's 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 light out. Or midday. Yeah, like, midday. Yeah. Is and like, and maybe like... like you don't have any fucking blackout curtains in your house and your TV's like <laughs> 10 years old. Right. I mean, it's back to the whole thing with that Game of Thrones episode from earlier this year, right? Yeah. Where it's just like no one could God. see it. Like it was, it was. They yeah, spent like, millions of dollars this, on it, and no one could see it because we're just watching. Yeah, it on and they were like, "Well, actually, you should just get a better TV and color calibrate." It's like, no, actually, you should <laughs> make like, your work accessible to the Actually, I'm making a mess your fucking ass. ass. What? <laughs> <sighs> I was about to say, at least the creative team behind Mando didn't go, um, well, actually, get a better TV. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. So it's actually your fault. Give, give Filoni fault. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have strong feelings about Filoni, but I'll never put him on the same tier as the, the Game of Thrones bros. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. No. Sorry, Santa dinner. Um, That's like a good night dinner. listeners can look for in every episode of the Padre Lorian. 
it's because we podcast so late. So, of course, as she's kicking Toro's ass, Amanda comes up and is like, oh, I guess I'm here to save the day. Um, So they end up like... He's probably just like fucking relieved that he's got Toro there to be bait because if he wasn't there, he would definitely get his ass kicked. Exactly. He's like, oh, finally, not embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a cool woman isn't showing me up. Right. Um, And so they like have her um, in binders and everything. And so the Mando goes off to get the do back. And because they're down to one speeder for three people, which isn't going to work. And, and fucking Toro is a little baby. Oh my God. Toro's such a baby. And of course, Fennec uses this opportunity to turn Toro against the Mando and convince him to take her to a rendezvous point so they can get paid and then turn Mando and Yaddle over into the guild because he'll be legendary. And, like, at this point, she obviously knows what happened on Navarro, which is the name of the planet um, in the first... We finally get a name. And where the, they were hiding out before. It's not Tatooine, it's Navarro. It's not Tatooine. Or it's Navarro Tatooine, like, that could just be the town name. <laughs> <laughs> Navarro, comma, space, Tatooine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mas Navarro. Mas Navarro. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, it's probably not. Navarro so this is a very, very specific reference, but this is the last name of the character Weevil on Veronica Mars, and that's all I can think about now, so that's cool. <laughs> that was a very specific reference, yeah. Extremely. Isn't Weevil, like, a caricature of, like... Isn't that a Pokemon? Weevil. Weevil is definitely a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Weevil from Veronica Mars is, like, he's, like, the tough guy in the biker gang. Isn't he, like, a huge, like, Latinx stereotype, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not not cool. great. Okay. <laughs> not great, Bob. I've never seen Veronica Mars, so... But that, I know that about that show. <laughs> um, And so she says, as she's trying to convince Toro to do what she wants, she, of course, says, make the best deal for yourself and survive. Well, he then shoots her in the stomach. <laughs> she probably... She was like, he's he's an idiot, but he can't be that stupid to think he could take all the Mando alone. Because, like, you'd be pretty fucking stupid to think that. Correct. And Navarro just outstupids them all. He's like, well, I don't need anyone's help, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he goes off on the speeder bike um, and leaves her to die. So the Mando comes back on the dewback, um, which he can probably ride it so well because he's learned how to ride the Blurg. Oh, yeah. Continuity. Is the uh, dead body still on it? Because I really hope it is. Just like being dragged around. <laughs> Do we ever see a scene that proves that it's not happening? The dewback wouldn't go if if uh, he didn't get to keep his snack with him. So right, probably. Right, like that's mine. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. We're not just leaving it here. So the uh, and then he sees Fennec's dead body and he's just like fuck. It's like fuck. This can... episode is clearly directed by Dave Filoni. Because <laughs> at this point, I think he pretty much knows what's going on. He probably knew what was happening. Like, as soon as he left, he was like, I know exactly what's going to fucking happen. I'm just going to go get that dude back. (laughs) So the Mando returns to Moss Eisley and to where his ship is docked. And then he sees Toro's speeder bike outside of it. Um, And then, Toro, you motherfucking pile of banthapoodoo. You have no right to look at Yaddle, much less touch her. (laughs) I'm so mad. Yeah, I cannot (laughs) believe Toro went for the baby. I can't believe. Of course he did. I mean, I can believe it, I guess, but... Um, and so like Toro of course thinks he's got the upper hand and like tells Pelimoto to like go put cuffs on him and then she sees that he has the flash grenade in his hand and she's just like yeah oh yeah you are smart I see you're not stupid great (laughs) even though you left your baby here Um, (laughs) so then the Mando uses the flash grenade to distract Toro and shoots him uh, little Yaddle goes flying, <laughs> hides until it's safe, and then she comes out like, "Hey, I'm here!" Woo! Why do you think this episode about with bones? Right. <laughs> um, and then the Mando uses Toro's money to pay Pelimoto handsomely, um, and she's just like, "This is great, great day for me." <laughs> um, I'm gonna I buy an hang- extra drink at Moss Eisley tonight. <laughs> Right. And I got to, I got to hang out with Yaddle and I got paid. Hey, she's got she's having a great day. She's <laughs> having a real good day. Yeah, she's the winner of this episode, isn't she? Truly, she really yeah. is. She's also the winner in my heart. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like just does her job, 
gets paid. This like hangs out fake with Ripley people. babysitter is so good. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> like honestly, you can leave your baby with Ripley. That's like the whole plot of Alien. <laughs> yeah. And aliens is that I like, mean don't don't watch the later movies because that won't treat no, that won't treat you like, well with those. But, like, but uh, alien and aliens, it's like I gotta protect this child. Yeah. I gotta protect this child. Yeah. Where's the child? Need, must protect. So like great. This is great. Um so then it cuts back to the desert and we see some boots come up um to Fennec's dead body. Okay, are we like sure she's dead? Because I feel like she's not. Um I know but that that's Star Wars. a speculation thing. Like, I feel I... like there's no reason to show her right at the end there. Like, there's literally no reason to foreshadow that, in I mean, my opinion. I mean, I don't think it's about her. I think it's about whose boots that is, which I think it, it belongs to, um, what's his face? Esposito. They should have, they could have shown him in any other way. It didn't have to involve her. Yeah, I don't know. Wanted... Uh, but it's probably like, it important for him to see that she's dead, you know? Yeah. I'm not super hopeful that... I want her to be alive, but I'm not super hopeful that she is, because it she, it just didn't feel like that kind of character. Yeah. Well, she got like input on her character and stuff. Like she she had a lot of input in her character, which is why I'm that. like, what's the point of that? Like she talked about it. Yeah, it was a whole thing in like the press stuff leading up to the show coming out. Um, how she got a lot of input and in how her character was and everything. And I feel like there's no point in doing that. If she's just a one episode role. Well, here's what I think also... happened. Dave Filoni <laughs> Dave Filoni made his episode right. Yeah. And he, like, showed it to everyone, and he's like, huh, huh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Huh, huh? And everyone in marketing, uh, or who has ever, like, seen reactions to previous Dave Filoni shenanigans was like, oh, oh, buddy. Okay, can we just, like, put this, how are we gonna, how are we gonna help with the backlash? Oh, I know. We'll put this quick little scene at the end that shows her body and those boots foreshadowing whatever with the boots, but it'll calm everyone down at Benny, least a little bit. Benny. Have you ever been in a writing room? No, I've never been. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> obvious. No, I do think, like, because one thing, this is this is Dave Filoni, whose characters notoriously do not die. <laughs> notoriously. <laughs> despite being dead many times. Um, but also, like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like her character seemed too cool. And the show seems like it moves on to things really fast, but is going to return to them quite often. Um, like, I feel like she's going to come back in some way. It just has that kind of like feeling to me. Yeah. The way I that think, it's written and the way that it's shot. Like as, as a writer myself, that's the feeling I get from it. I think the issue is that like, even if it's planned for her to come back one, I don't know if that will happen in this season. Um, because yeah. there are three episodes left. Um, sure are. And like, there really is like we we know that there is a season two, but like we don't really know that what's going on in season two, and like any more detail that they're planning on having one. Um, and the other point is that for me, it doesn't matter if she does come back because her as as far as we know, her death. Um, because I'm not surviving on what ifs anymore. Um, she was killed as a plot twist between two dudes and like that is what the problem is and regardless if she comes back later she was still used as motivation between two men yeah which is not great like i totally agree with you on all of that i am not disagreeing with how the show treated her at all it's it's really disappointing because four was so good in that respect yeah Yeah. of having these these two super diverse female characters that were very strong in their own way mm-hmm. and were such like a positive portrayal. Cara, I miss Cara Dune. I miss yes. Cara yeah. and Amira. Just, I miss Amira. Yeah. I miss them both so much. I really miss, I, I really wish Cara was here just to be like, we both of you shut the fuck up. Like, right. oh my this God, episode yeah. would not like, have Cara, happened Cara could not Dune be there. Yeah, because yeah. if she was there, she would have punched him out straight away and been like, we're going somewhere else. Right. <laughs> We're out. You're like, yeah. you idiot, yeah. we're going to Tatooine? What's wrong with you? What the, you know no. Why the fuck are we going to she Tatooine? She would have straight up gotten out of, like, flown out of their ship and just punched the other ship so that it would have yeah. blown up. Yeah. <laughs> like, she would have just been like, bye. <laughs> yeah, like. And, like, I'm pretty sure Kara's coming back, but. Yeah. Oh, she absolutely will be. Um, I really hope that she's, like, a mainstay for season two. I hope that's right. the way that that goes. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, yeah, it's like really, it really shows that the previous two episodes were directed by a woman, and this one wasn't. Definitely does, yeah. yeah, and yeah, and I think overall, like, this is really tough to have it be eight episodes. Like, eight episodes is 
so short. Yeah. Um, Because when you think about even short series, there's still like 10 or 12 episodes, right? It depends on the show. A lot of my favorite shows are six to eight episodes per season. Oh, weird. yeah, and it's no, you could tell you could tell that y'all are American because yeah, it's what American shows do. But this is also an American series. like made show though. Like that's that's a thing. Um, like this is not a BBC show. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know. But like, I feel like you can tell a pretty decent story and have a lot of like space for it in eight episodes. But it really does depend on what they do with the last three episodes. Right. right. I, I don't think really... Meg is saying that you can't. I I just think that right. we have we yeah. know there's so many characters and plot elements that, you know, have been yeah. introduced and, and like, that haven't happened yet. And we want to see more of those things and yet we also know that there's a new stuff coming, so it's kinda like ah Yeah. I think part of it is like them knowing that they had a season two like real early on really helped yeah. with that. Which mm-hmm. is frustrating because yeah, like if you're gonna do that, just make it a longer season. And and especially with the fact that like like this episode and like episode four were very much in the monster of the week like sci-fi like serial show tropes, and I, um, and which I are great, but like really hard to do when you have a like limited number of episodes to have so, it. Somebody pointed something out to me, and I thought they were they might be correct in this regard. Is like we're kind of used to with the Game of Thrones model having like. 10 super epic episodes that all have like a cohesive plot and all tie together and have some kind of resolution at the end. I don't think this show was ever meant to be anything more than a live action Saturday morning cartoon. Well, that's the thing. Like I'm thinking about like Stargate SG one, right? Yeah. Where it is like monster of the week kind of stuff that like does have a larger overarching plot, but like you hit upon it, like at the first few episodes of the season kind of mid-season and then toward the end of the season but that's over like 20 episodes not over like eight episodes and so like it feels like like it has a very like sci-fi serial of the week um like fun like rowdy time feel to it but only eight episodes and so it's like and we know that like we're gonna have another episode with Cara Dune there's another antagonist okay well what about grief what about the client like what about all of these other things and there's three episodes left in this season (laughs) so it's like uh, like what about the rest of the Mandos like what happened to them like it it just isn't giving a lot of opportunity to like come back to them in this season and so like it's really hard to figure out like what it's really doing right now. I'm hoping that like the plan was to do two seasons and it's one quote unquote arc over two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then they can move. Mm. Cause I, cause I don't think like the baby Yoda season thing, of Bojack Hoffman. Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't think the baby Yoda thing is getting wrapped up this season. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely, it, not. It absolutely not. Like that's kind of like the, for me, that's like the overarching plot, but then it's still like, what is actually me? What about grief? Like, what about the Bounty Hunter Guild? Like, just yeah. All Actually, Ben and I kind of had gotten an argument about this, about where we think that it's going to go. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, does Ben think that Baby Yoda's going to get wrapped up this season? Ben thinks Baby Yoda's going to die. What the ben fuck, Ben? fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> ben thinks Ben... We all, no. we all know about Ben's reputation with his opinions on things, though, right? Yeah, big... A big argument, well, not an ar- like a serious argument. We've gotten an argument about it this last, like the last episode of Skyhopper. Like throwing dishes, they just like baby Yoda's gonna live. <laughs> it was basically that's how I was feeling about the whole thing. And then and then Ben tweeted something like baby Yoda's gonna sacrifice himself to save the man. No, what? No, well, yeah, I saw that tweet and I got mad I at saw him that and I, I ignored it. <laughs> I don't mean, to, but his basically his argument was to be fair to him is that it, baby Yoda is not a sustainable plot point because how ah, long ah, can but you, here's my idea can you is that baby you know that doesn't develop or grow that much. I guess it could develop and grow, and maybe we will see baby Yoda in the new movie, and it's just been very well kept secret. Trust tree. Oh my god, <laughs> are you talking about the trust tree exists? I never considered that, but that would be Had amazing. Consider- Remember that? There was that whole thing before, like, ages ago, like, the first teaser or whatever, and there was that ship. The ship in the teaser, that everyone was like, oh, it looks so much like the Mando ship. And I haven't looked at it since. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. But, but, Baby Yoda could be in there. Do you think season you know two of The Mandalorian takes place after Tross? Maybe. It could. Like, that's, why do they think, why are they 
showing this show so close to Tross's what? release? Yeah, like, Maybe it's late. There, oh my why god! Why is there one episode that comes out after the finale episode comes out after Tross? Yeah. yeah. And why? They said, and they said that the last episode of Mando ties into Tross in some way. Oh, see, I'm see, remembering that correctly. You cracked. This theory holds which is, water. Which is our original theory that. <laughs> and it's totally <laughs> tied. Is going to be in Tross. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine if we were right about this, though. And, and it totally ties into to our next conversation topic. Oh god. Which is the theory that Werner Herzog is, hear me out, Sifo-Dyas. <laughs> Listen, I know one thing about Master sifo and it's that he ordered some clones. That's all I know. And you know when Look. he ordered those clones? Exactly 50 years before the start There's of no The Mandalorian. There's no exact date. The Mandalorian is purposefully pretty vague about its exact date. Okay, fine. Approximately 50 years before the start of The Mandalorian. I'm so confused. It is after Jedi, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, uh, I think Pablo was tweeting about today that, like, it's pretty ambiguous when it actually is, kind of like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Mm. Oh my Um, god, Yoda is (laughs) Tross, Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay, if that happens, we have to celebrate. We have to, like, pop some champers, okay? Yes. <laughs> yes, we will definitely pop some champers. Um, I don't think he's Cypher DS. Like, I read the theory. It's on Reddit. You can go find it if you want to. Okay, wait. Can I explain I... the theory before you okay. refute it? Yeah, just yeah, so yeah, people yeah. have context. Then I can rebut. Yeah, so this was this was something... Uh, I don't actually remember where I found this, but someone linked to this theory that Werner Herzog's character in The Mandalorian is actually long-lost Jedi Master Sifo Dyas. And we all know how I feel about theories, so I was immediately like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> and it's this really long and detailed explanation it's a great read but basically there's like five points that this author makes about why it could be Sifo-Dyas and one is that the animated Sifo-Dyas as we saw in the Clone Wars has the same accent and looks a little bit like Werner Herzog number two Sifo-Dyas and um, Werner Herzog work closely with Kamino and cloners which is the doctor has the Kamino symbol on his outfit so that's the clue for that uh, number three, Sifo Dias and Werner Herzog have expertise and experience with the criminal underworld. Okay, it's starting to get a little bit fuzzy, I'll admit. Number four, <laughs> Sifo Dias uh, would have been an ideal recruit for Palpatine because uh, he could have turned to the dark side rather than being killed. Um, I imagine that's where Saf's refute is going to come in. <laughs> and then number yep. five, uh, Werner I'll Herzog has not been given a name. Uh, much like the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda haven't been given names, and it seems like when every other character has been given a name, so why haven't they given us a name for this one single character? And perhaps there's a reveal that it's a name we already know. Except the problem is that nobody knows who the fuck Sephardias is. <laughs> As illustrated by my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they mentioned his name once in Attack of the Clones. Like, You're I'm, not going to get far with that. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan, and when you posted that in the group chat, I was like, who the fuck is Sifo D? Oh. Oh, I know who Sifo DS is, but that's because I have a weird obsession with this man. Okay, but Um, don't you think they could do it in a way that, like, the the diehard fans would be like, oh, cool, Sifo DS, but it's not, like, done in a way where it's like, you have to know who Sifo DS is to understand the reveal? I feel like that would be really hard with who Sifo DS is, because if you're purposefully withholding this name, and purposely, like, gonna make it a twist that he is Sifo DS, this, like, ex-Jedi, blah, 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 um... Like, you can't just pull that out of your ass, right? <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Like, this guy is actually this Jedi that we mentioned in this one movie ages ago that nobody knows about. Like, it's kind of like bringing Darth Maul back. How old would he be, though? Would, is it even he, feasible, like, how old Sifo-Dyas would be? Would he he would be, be alive? He would be relatively old. He's around the same age as Dooku, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, maybe yeah, a little the, bit younger. The last couple paragraphs of the theory uh, do the math and say that he would be 100 years old at the time of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have other... I, apart from, like, the fact that nobody knows who the fuck he is, my main two other points are, one is that Sifo-Dyas is way too much of a weenie to become Werner Herzog, because he spends the entire Jedi Lost book going, Dooku! 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 Um, and then, also, he is Jedi, through and through. Like, the reason he was doing the cloning things, the reason he left the Jedi Order, was because he was trying to do what he thought was right. Um, and Dooku was twisting that. But I think, in the end, he would not have become somebody for Palpatine like he would not have fallen to the Empire and been like this is a good idea for galactic safety um I don't believe he would have done that I believe that I very much believe that Dooku did kill him because Dooku is a petty bitch and <laughs> Sifo-Dyas did get in his way uh 
Okay, and I cannot see how much of that, okay. don't take this the wrong way, how much of that is your headcanon versus, like, actual contextual characterization. evidence no, of No, no, that, that's Cypher actually DS. straight build off of characterization of the characters. Okay. Um, like, Cypher DS, like, in the Clone Wars, uh, you only really see him as, like, a, an illusion. He's not actually there. But I remember being very excited during that arc, because I was like, oh my god, is he still alive? Is he going to be around? And from that, I pretty much got the impression that no. Like, he's not alive, and... Also from Jedi Lost, very much have the impression that Dooku would not have left him alive. And because, like, Palpatine didn't really keep many Jedi around. Like, Dooku, he got killed. Like, he killed Dooku, made sure he was dead by the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, like, all the other ones that he kept around were the Inquisitors, which weren't, like, super strong Jedi. Like, they weren't, like, super strong in the Force or anything. And also, he purged them all. Like, they were all killed because he didn't want them to get in the way, basically. Um... And any other Jedi were basically killed. So, like, I don't know why he would have kept Sifo-Dyas around, promoted him to some, like, moth-level bureaucratic thing, and he would have just been chill with that as a Jedi. Like, none of it really makes sense in context of Palpatine, Jedis, or even, like, Sifo-Dyas and Dooku. That is so much. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. There was There's a lot of Sifo-Dyas love in my heart. You, no, that's you, great. I'm... Like... That is so much just, like, factual things that I'm like, oh, I would never have thought about any of this. <laughs> See, there are times that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really am a Star Wars nerd. And it's usually when Sifo-Dyas is brought up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you make a lot of really good points. Yeah. But what if... I feel like... Not I mean, like, points. if he was... And if what he if Sifo-Dyas is Werner Herzog? If, if Werner Herzog was Sifo-Dyas, I would be absolutely here for it because that man is amazing and I love Sifo-Dyas. <laughs> like, to be fair, if this theory pans out and it is real, I would be super psyched. Okay. I would be like the, I would have will like a celebration party. Will you pop the champies party. with me? I will. It's okay. champers, but yes, I champers. will. Champers, um, pop the champers. <laughs> like, I will have a Wonder Woman party in my house just like <laughs> celebrating this fact that he is Werner Herzog. I would be, I would even not care about the fact that this has happened to him and it doesn't make any sense for his character. Uh, and it could still happen because who the fuck knows what Star Wars? Yeah, I think the thing that drew me in the most was that second pointer about the timeline. Like, um, all of Saf's very legitimate points aside, (laughs) 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 I really like the idea of like when Sifo-Dyas was working with the cloners, he also had this. Well, I guess it was that was a mission from Palpatine, but he also this other he like somehow got okay. Just imagine Sifo-Dyas was like sneaking around to try and get a DNA sample from Yoda at some point in the Jedi Temple, like waiting for Yoda really to like funny. drink out of a cup or use a hairbrush <laughs> or something so he can steal like something that he get a DNA sample from, and then like giving it to the cloners to be like make a side baby Yoda just for me, and then make that clone army for the Republic. Okay, so like imagine imagine another TV series. That's Werner Herzog, but de-aged, so it's still Werner oh, Herzog. Oh no, no, I don't want it. Play that role. I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, would, so funny. I don't think he would allow that. <laughs> I think <laughs> Werner Herzog would play... He'd be like, young... it has to be practical, you cowards. Like, he would play a younger version of himself, but just as he <laughs> like, is. This is what Sifo <laughs> DS looks like as a 20-year-old. He's always looked that way. It's fine. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Warner Herzog ever looked like anything other than he does right now. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. He's always looked like that. Um, I, with the with the Dias thing, I would. I I obviously don't really care about Dias, but I I would pro- I'd probably be a little annoyed because I'm not a fan of like everything in Star Wars having to have a connection to every other thing in Star Wars. Like I kind of yeah. just want Yaddle to just be Yaddle. I like, just want Yaddle to be, like, a baby those... of that species. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. my my thought is that, like, Yaddle is a baby of that species, not necessarily a clone of Yoda, and that the cloners want him so they can clone that. Correct. Like, that's yeah. my personal theory. Um, I could yeah. easily be wrong. I think that's a like much more really legitimate theory. But I clone Yoda without anybody knowing. No, this is their child. Like, this... Yeah, it's Yoda and Yaddle's kid. No, Yoda and Yaddle. No, wrong, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yoda and Yaddle. Yeah. Um, side note, about Werner Herzog, um, friend of the podcast, Matt Ben Eaton. Um, they always name their Christmas tree, and this year it's Werner Herzog. Mm. So. Oh, that's really good. That's a yeah. good oh, name God. for a Christmas tree. Yeah. Other examples in the past, my favorite one was Katniss Evergreen. Um, oh. oh, that's so good. Yeah. So Carly and Matt, A plus. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna say hello to that tree um, later in December. <laughs> Very excited. Yes. 
poor Yaddle. Like, can you imagine yeah. being Yaddle and, like, the only people that people know of your entire species are Yoda and Yaddle and having to, like, live up to the expectations of, like, being, like, Yoda and Yaddle? Right, of being, like, the one below or that asshole. Right. Like, I think my my current... <laughs> My current, like, actually serious idea of what Yaddle could be is just a member of the species, but because they age so slowly, there's, like, 12 of them, and they all live in a mystery swamp somewhere, and they're all Force-sensitive. Like, they're all born with some kind of connection or profound kind of... What if this entire time, Yaddle is actually just a clone of Yaddle? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey everybody! Remember this one background character from the Phantom Menace? It would be easier to get a DNA sample from Yaddle than from Yoda with all that hair. Like, there's probably like hair all over her chair every time she she stands up. (laughs) I had long hair. I know how it is. That hair gets everywhere. Everywhere. Let me tell you, I have to like sweep every day. So (laughs) having to like scrub at the carpet with a brush to get all the hair out because you can't right. vacuum it up that's how ghetto feels your shower drains and stuff like oh god the shower drains yeah like that's real yaddle that's real the force doesn't help you with that <laughs> no it does not <laughs> well so i'm excited for next week <laughs> who's do we know who's directing next week mm. it is, i think it's the guy who did two episode two uh, yeah, I think that's correct. I can't remember his name. Rick. I know his first name's Rick. <laughs> Rick is that? Oh, uh, something starts. With, last name starts with F. <laughs> we are good Star Wars fans. Yeah, oh, I definitely Fla- remember every single name of every single person that's directed all these episodes except for Dave Filoni. Yep, definitely. It's Rick family. You are. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I remember Deborah Chow's name because she's doing Obi Wan. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I am useless as Star Wars. And she's, I think she's doing seven, right? Yeah, she's seven because Taika Woo! has the finale, and then Taika has eight. Yeah, yeah, Taika has eight. So the He's last the finale episodes are like by the three best directors that they. He's have. doing so, the finale. He's yes. doing the finale. <laughs> I fuck. I yes. I will say after this episode, I have no faith in Dave Filoni to do anything live action ever again. <laughs> oh no, he's not made for live action. Like no. I'm sure if he really. I don't think he deserves this many chances, but if he got a no. few more chances, maybe he could make a decent director out of himself. But like both of these episodes are the weakest of the series. Yeah, Actually, that, I and was like with ask... the pilot, it's fair. And with like, the pilot, it's very fair. But for like pilot... when you're four episodes in, five episodes in, it's not yeah. great. And like, yeah. the pilot was actually written by John Favreau and then directed. Yeah, this one was written. That's a good by yeah. it was Written and directed. Um, and you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> Do you guys um, like, like? I feel like Filoni. Filoni's fine for like stuff like Avatar and Clone Wars. Like he's he knows what to do when it comes to like short, yeah. short like yeah, uh, animated stuff. Like he can do that. But I feel like as a live action writer and director, he does not understand how people work. Yeah, and like as far as like that goes, like even for Avatar, he's did like a few of the episodes, but like yeah. not the majority of them. And yeah, so, like. And I do have a running tally uh, that I meant to pick up and never did of the Clone Wars of how many named female characters died versus how many named male characters died. Yeah, not um, including the clones, obviously. Right, right, right. But and um, and like and it was not positive for Del- for Filoni. <laughs> no, no, of course not. And it's just kind of like one of those. Like actually, when before I saw this episode, before I heard like the Twitter spoiler, read the Twitter spoilers and stuff. Um, which like, because no one's vague tweets are actually that vague. Um, oh, Aaron, chill, yeah. chill the fuck out. And I'm like, it's six a.m. Have you already watched this? It's literally <laughs> midnight for me when it comes out there, and I'm like, can you fucking not? Right. And um, I actually was worried that it was going to be some force shit, and I was going to be mad, but it was the opposite. <laughs> and I'm still mad, and I'm like, god damn it, I just okay. can't wait. Get ready. And, we'll probably have to deal with some force shit pretty soon. Yeah, but it won't be by Filoni. So that's, that's a good fine. point. <laughs> Tyke's cool. take on force shit. I'm here for that. Friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Like that's the thing is that like I just if they continue to give Filoni projects, give him other projects that he can just do his thing. Like I feel like he's good. Like let him be the creative director because he's good at ideas and yeah. can direct the team, and then he can have his team and they can do really cool stuff. I mean, even then, I just want him out of a leadership position. Like, there are other people who can take those spots. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think oh. maybe I think maybe Filoni kind of gets put on a pedestal a bit because yes, he does. 
because he was the one that George Lucas the chosen taught. one. He was the chosen one. Yeah, we all saw how that worked out in Star Wars. Right. Um, <laughs> Are you saying he's gonna like get his hand chopped off? <laughs> and we also know what it looks like when George is unchecked by exactly. other people. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, what is like McClunky? Like McClunky. <laughs> okay, McClunky is great okay. though. My favorite thing about McClunky is I can literally I showed it to my best friend the other day. He doesn't know shit about Star Wars. He he's like watched the original trilogy once in his entire life, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed him a clip of McClunky, and he still found it fucking hilarious because he could tell how obviously idiotic it right. is and how stupid it is because there's no subtitle on it, unlike the rest of his dialogue. Right. And my favorite thing about it is that you could show it to somebody who doesn't know shit about Star Wars, and it's still great. Yeah, yeah. But... I'm just kind of. I did. Must we worship at the feet of George Lucas? Like. <laughs> Right. No, and I we mustn't. And I, and I, and I don't think George don't Lucas think... wants us to either. That's why he's done so many like, fucking he, stupid things. He, he obviously didn't, you know, he, I mean, he obviously cared a lot about Star Wars, but he didn't care enough about it to not take the $4 billion check. So Yeah, he yeah, wanted like, it gone. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's time for somebody else, you know? And like, yeah, and like, Filoni is definitely not infallible. And I think he has absolutely been put on a pedestal that he doesn't necessarily deserve. So he, like, let other people do things. And I hope this is the beginning of other people doing things. Yeah, Um, I feel like, especially if, like, the reaction to this episode is way less than stellar compared to the other ones directed by, you know, like, women and people of color, um, which is exactly what's panning out at the moment. (laughs) Right, right. Um... Like we've gotten over the felony hump in this season. Oh, it's all, it's never all, say it that all phrase ever here? again. Is it all downhill from here? A good no, thing or a uphill. bad thing? It's uphill from here. It's all uphill. Okay. But going I uphill don't... sucks. I don't understand this phrase. I think it's downhill from here because it gets better. One of them means a bad thing, and one of them means a good thing, and I never know which one's which because I mean, walking like uphill sucks, people. and going downhill is great. It just depends if you like pain or not pain, I guess. I like going uphill. It helps your thighs. I think. <laughs> I think it refers to something like rolling down a hill. Yeah, yeah, I assume that's our unofficial like, listener get... question for this week. <laughs> yeah, we don't, have a question here. we don't. But please explain to me if you know the etymology of those things and what anyway, it means. Which. Like the last three episodes should be good. Should be. Great. They're really gonna butter my buns. Yeah, I, they're gonna ignoring that. I'm so excited for the Obi Wan series with Deborah Chow like being in the director's seat. Oh God, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Deborah Trash definitely, I think, done the best job from a directing perspective. Even though four was my favorite episode, I think, yeah. the, like, the best, Ugh. tightest episode is three. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Deborah Chow did amazing. Yeah. This is a great segue because I wanted to ask if we could just go around the horn real quick and, and how would you rank the five episodes so far? Mine would be four, three, two, one, five. Mine is very similar. Mine is four, two, three, one, five. I w- I'm, I'm the same with you, Danny. Wait, actually, wait, which one was episode two? The uh, egg. Suga, suga, suga. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 that's definitely, that's definitely high up. Yeah, that's definitely before I, one. I would Is say before three, maybe. I would say probably four, three, two, one, five, yeah. Okay, so we're all yeah. pretty much on I the think same for me, page. three and two are, like, tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those yeah. are two, like, very good episodes, and, and they're, they are, like, kind of, telling the same story like a continuation of that story so yeah and like four is just so good it's so four good in so many ways so likable like bring, it's, yeah bring cara dune back you cowards Seriously. bring cara dune back bring omera back bring omera back bring cara dune back bring pillboy bring back, back for goodness sakes bring pillboy pillboy's running over and mando's like how the fuck did you did pillboy find me <laughs> Pil- i want pillboy to run up to mando on every planet and his friend right and his and friend Hook's hands. Hook hands. Hook hands. Okay. From unfortunate events. Let both of them, because they were a good duo, so I, yeah. I feel like they should be together. I, mean, I want Mando to be on, like, I want Mando to be on, like, Nebu in the next episode, and Pillboy to run up to him, and Mando just be like, what? And Pillboy's like, I live here now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need your help. <laughs> Mando's like, we did this, didn't we? I, okay. All right. All right. Okay, but now we, like, really, really need your help. <laughs> like, it's not just an ATST, it's an at-at now. He's like, how? You how? know it's serious, because we're not saying me? the individual letters. Yeah, because at-at's, in my opinion, the better way to say it. 
Uh, Thank you, Seth. Please do that. Thank you, Edge. That's another argument I've had with my Skyhoppers co-host, Ben. We We are not letting this debate become a thing on Rogue Podrin. No. (laughs) I refuse. No, no, we must must agree with the most chaotic way, the one that makes the nerds the angriest, which is at at. No, that's the most chaotic way is at at. Okay, Denny's right, and I will give you that. Please do the outro. Will... <laughs> okay. On that note, let's get out of here. <laughs> this was the Podrilorian, the Tootin' Fruitin', I don't know any cowboy words, <laughs> podcast about the Mandalorian. It was definitely um, Our main short <laughs> Tootin' Fruitin' Lupin. <laughs> the, the Fruit and Lupin Podrilorian. <laughs> <laughs> this is All why right. Mick writes the show notes and I don't. <laughs> Our main show, if you don't already know it, is Rogue Podron. I don't know why you listen to this if you don't, because um, this is on their feed. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want a weird book club slash random Star Wars knowledge podcast, go listen to that. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Rogue Podron. You can hit us up on email, roguepodron at gmail.com. We have a website, which is roguepodron.com. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast catchers like Apple, iTunes, google play spotify blah blah there's a lot now um and leave us a review on itunes please be nice to us um i Do think it's baby very, yoda i think it's very important to publicly state that um spotify sent us data on the most downloaded episodes of the year and the number one episode by a factor of more than 50 percent was the zero the hut episode i cannot fucking believe this <laughs> i mean i can i'm, I'm so proud also those are the spotify numbers you're right. Yeah, it's not overall. It's just uh, like from that one. Okay, yeah. But what is it about Spotify like, users that are so into numbers. our Zero the Hut episode? I'm actually really curious if that's our most downloaded episode in general. I'm gonna go find out now. Not not for this episode in general. Like I'm just gonna find out for later. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh my god. So yeah, go listen to the Zero the Hut episode. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear Meg talk about the depth of her fluid sack, go listen to the Zero hey, the Hut episode. Did- Wait, it was me, wasn't it? We both did it. We, we did. Both... The, we did the same oh, yeah, dramatic reading twice, That's right? Yeah. You, if you want to hear both of us uh, talk about that, it's a good time. Yep, our fluid sex so deep. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> this is Rip Roaring Podrilorian signing off. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> I love all of you. Hey, I said this is the way. You all have to say this oh, is the sorry. way. Oh, sorry. This, this is, is the, the way. way. Thank you. <laughs> That's how it goes. I have spoken. I just, I just need you to know that my, I probably shouldn't mention this in the episode. My dad texted me today, and he's like, "Do you think the Mandalorian like sleeps with people, or does he like keep a helmet on?" I'm like, Dad, we talked about that. We've already done the episode. Tell him to listen to the show. I'm not going to do that. Just be like, yeah, he keeps the mask on. My my dad listened to one episode of Why Am I, Why Am I Watching This, and it was our Veggie Tales episode. And he sent me a text. He was like, "You do realize that if anybody in church listens to this, you are dead. Like you are <laughs> so much trouble." <laughs> Amanda's just like dick out, helmet on, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> D O H O, the Mando Doho. Oh my god. Doho, this is the way. way.